What's up, what's up? <clears throat> Welcome to a special detour episode of Cinematic Minds, marking our 46th installment. In this exciting departure from our usual format, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of the iconic film, Dazed and Confused. But that's not all. We have some special guests joining us for this episode to make it even more memorable. Hosted today by only us two brothers, Ed and Malcolm Hollingsworth, Along with our special guest, we're taking a trip down memory lane to explore the unforgettable world of Days Confused and its lasting impact on cinema. Before we dive into the film, we'll introduce our special guest, who will be sharing their unique insights and perspectives on this cult classic. As always, a quick reminder, we are a spoiler zone podcast, so be warned that we will discuss the entire plot of Days Confused. All right. Let's get started. For those of you who have listened to the first 45 episodes, we thank you for returning. For those of you who are listening for the very first time, we hope you enjoy the special G-Tour, the special detour and ride. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy these cool sounds provided by our musical curator, my bruh, DJ Chuck D. This country is founded by people who were in the aliens, man. George Washington, man, he was in a cult. And the cult was in the aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, man, they were way into that type of stuff, man. was the last day of school. Uh, Miss Crawford, I was thinking that maybe you and I can get together over the summer. I mean, it'll be legal. It was the first day of summer vacation. Do you guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. It was a time they will never forget. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. I thought he was cute. Oh, that's just you thought he was cute? Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? If only they could remember it. Okay. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then? I want to dance. You going to be quarterback next year? I don't know. I might not even play. A serious attitude adjustment, young man. Super dominant man in a 50s greaser uniform. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everyone, um, to Cinematic Minds. And this is a little bit of a, a different episode. Uh, very different and having nothing at all to do with uh, the current theme of the season, which has been focusing on Spike Lee joints. Um, but uh, we thought we'd do this episode um, and bring in some some guests. These are actually the first guests we're having this season. So, um, <clears throat> and we're actually uh, don't have everyone uh, from the original cast on right now. Uh, all three of us brothers were missing Theo right now. He's in the final stages of getting things ready for season two um, of Seriously and launching that at Afrotech uh, uh, in Austin, Texas next month. Um, but what we're here to discuss is the 1993 film Dazed and Confused, 
Um, first, I want to do some brief introductions. We have some, um, being all real, uh, some of my high school buddies. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm sorry, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Uh, a suburb uh, right outside. Uh, we grew up in a suburb right outside of Nashville, Tennessee in the 1990s. Um, uh, these fellas that I'm about to introduce, again, we grew up together. We grew up watching this movie um, and, you know, just ha had a lot of shared experiences, uh, just kind of really enjoying this movie. So just quick, br brief introductions in no particular order. And uh, I'll allow all of them to introduce themselves as they'd like. But we have my man, Chris Carter, Chris Roach and Ryan Darnell. Uh, feel free to introduce you guys uh, as you'd like. Maybe uh, in alphabetical order. Carter, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'm Chris Carter. Yeah, because I want people coming to my house. So I want. Uh, no, I'm actually the only one still in Hendersonville. Moved back here about two months ago. Lived in Nashville for the last couple of years and just landed back in our hometown. Um, Congrats the on the worst end of the group. Hmm? He's the worst end of the group. The what? what? Oh, yeah. Wooderson. Wooderson. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Thanks, brother. Going all the, to all the uh, high school parties with all the 18-year-olds and stuff, hanging out? Yeah. I mean, I keep getting older, but they stay the same age. Did I know that? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to get on the, on, on the appropriateness of that. So <laughs> I was talking about all of them. Oh, yeah. Well, like the next quick introduction uh, in alphabetical order, what about my man, Ryan Darnell? Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm Ryan Darnell. I... Um, live just outside of New York City, and I've seen this movie probably twenty five times. I don't know. It's a probably good most movie. of you guys. That's I'd it. Say it's twenty six or more. Yeah, I think you saw it at least twenty seven. Yep, it is an approximation. <laughs> when I rewatched it, I realized how long it's been since I've seen it. When so I was in my twenties, know... it got a lot of rewatches. Yeah. But did you guys been... know? Did you guys know? Um, the guy who made it, it was his first movies he had made, and he was actually um, he grew up in a he grew up in Huntsville, like a suburb in Huntsville, and he actually recreated a lot of those characters. Uh, Wooderson and Slater and Floyd are people who went to high school with in Huntsville, and he just like took, it's like their exact same names. Like it was actually their he didn't even change the names of the people, and he modeled <laughs> his high school in Huntsville. And just you stuck it in Texas instead, um, and so it's kind of interesting because there's a there was a defamation lawsuit from the actual Wooderson and Floyd and Slater's like the actual people, and apparently when it came out in Huntsville in 1993, it was a big like local thing where it's like oh the you know these three guys they're they're making a movie about you right and. It, apparently, all their families, their like their parent, like their parents, all saw it, and they didn't know what it was going to be. And they went to the movies, and it shows them just being a bunch of party animals. And apparently, like for like a few weeks, they were the local pariahs in, in Huntsville um, because they were they were just their whole families were flabbergasted. They they're going to lose their jobs. Everyone just saw them as the the idiot like hippie pot smokers for 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 uh, they were like forty or something, forty five when the movie came out. Um, so anyway, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. They were trying to actually sue the director, but the director, like the big thing about it was, if you think about the theme of the movie, his whole thing was how do you nail like small town, like, you know, high school. Right. And if you really think about it, like that was what he probably did perfectly. 
And, you know, I mean, we could probably imagine what Huntsville is like growing up in Hendersonville, but he, he basically took the environment he grew up in Huntsville and tried to nail, like basically take that same thing and uh, kind of turn into what every person in like small town seventies would feel when they were growing up. So that was pretty cool. Like reading, reading the, um, uh, reading the, reading the background of that. Like for instance, Floyd was a, was a service manager at the Hunchville Dodge dealer when it came out and he had two kids and he thought he was going to lose his job because it depicted him as like a, Pot smoking, pot smoking hippie. He said he was actually like the the backup offensive lineman. He wasn't actually the quarterback. Oh, <laughs> wow. man, he had a cool nickname, though, man, Randall Pink Floyd. Yeah, I know. That's, amazing, That's what man. I said. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing some of your initial thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> uh, last but not least, Chris Roach, would you like to introduce yourself? Let us know where you're coming from. Yeah, where you recording? I, from? Uh, I'm I'm Chris Roach, as, as he said. Um, I live in Capitola, California, uh, Central Coast. Um, we watched this movie together. Carter, uh, Darnell, and I watched this movie together in Alabama, right? What, two years ago? We watched it in, at, your, at your mom's house on the beach. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, by the way. We watched it. That, that was the, the first time that I'd seen it, I think probably in 15 or 20 years and like it was it, it landed and it was like man this thing really plays well and i think you know you will get into some of the conversation of things that probably wouldn't land well with the youth today but um i wanted to watch it again the other night and uh tara had been gone so she came she came back from a girls weekend and hayes my my eight-year-old wanted to stay up so we let him watch it with us and uh he wow. Like he had he had to go to bed like right right when the moon tower uh right right when the moon tower party started, yeah. Uh, but you know I mean it was it's it's pretty raw but like it wasn't too bad for him you know there were certain things. Yeah, no. I think uh, moon tower is the right time to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, you know I'm the one smoking marijuana, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> like it was uh, it was it, it just as good just as good this weekend as it was. Two years ago as it was 20 <clears throat> so um yeah cool cool stuff a lot of good memories of this movie primarily at your house and i don't know can you guys see the the screen share that i put up yeah, yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of this really comes from your house right and if i think about all the cool things that we saw at, at your house um a lot of really really good memories um hanging out partying but look at this little fucker. <laughs> this little dude, man. I mean, that's the that's the mouth <laughs> that, that we all knew and and, and loved and, and t- drank our beers when he was two. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, this movie takes takes me back. Uh, t- takes me back there. Man, well, thanks thanks for that. It's, it's crazy you, uh, you pulling it together. And again, that's one reason I, it was kind of crazy how again there's some similarities, there's some some similarities and some differences of uh, uh, shared memories. And again, I don't say the the irony of it, but what kind of tripped me on out was when Malcolm. I think Malcolm would, like bring this up to me. Like I think it was like five ten years ago, and Malcolm was like, "Hey, have you ever seen Daisy Confused?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, what?" <laughs> and he was like. I think that, well, you know what, Michael, how about you just, how about that? How about you share with us kind of some of your thoughts? What was the first year you watched it? So you were probably 10, 15 years after us. Yeah. 
So I remember, like, I don't usually remember my first experience watching movies, but I I do remember with this one uh, pretty uh, clearly. Um, I think that I was probably about 10, like, between 8 and 10. So probably, like, between, like, uh, you know, 2002 and 2004. Um, and I remember watching it, like, back at Dad's house in Canton, Ed. And the first time was like you were back home for college, and like mom and dad were like getting into it that weekend or like that day really really bad. Like sexy time? What do you say? Like sexy time? No, no, like no. they were pissed. At like the opposite. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it no. ended up that way. So you know they're being then wilding, and you put this on to distract me. And it worked because I was like, this movie's fucking great. Like, I was like, it was like my favorite movie whenever you showed it to me uh, for the first time, whenever I was probably around the same age as Hayes. Um, so, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. I've probably seen it about like 20 or 30 times myself. I always would like watch it with my homeboys and shit in high school uh, growing up. Um yeah, I like kind of have like a friend circle kind of similar to your guys's too, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, um, I, shout I out Timmy to Pop, my man Luke, yeah, and Money Mike, <laughs> right? I, I love it that he says your guys's instead of y'all. I mean, it's just like you <laughs> grow up where we grew up. It's it's that's mm, yeah, bro. There's some that's little differences, and, and, and they didn't do two a days. But all right, don't get me started. Yeah. Yeah, we did two a days, but I don't know. We, we weren't like y'all about football and shit. But yeah, yeah, down um, with black helmets and black jerseys in a hundred degrees. Yeah, in the fucking summer. Yeah, and it's hotter in Tennessee than it is uh, in Michigan too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> it's humid as fuck down there too. I was pro- I proposed right. to my wife and then they- uh, in the Smoky Mountains on a hike, and it was treacherous. Like at the top of the hike, I was soaked. Like my shirt. It was it was it was a long ass hike, but yeah, it just be it's I hike here all the time and I barely break a sweat, but the smokies are on some other shit. But um but yeah, dude, us, I love they the gave us real stuff. drug tests for our football team. Oh, that's yeah. the time. We I just signed a piece of paper. You tell people that you saw got drug tested during like high school athletics. I tell people that's that wild. <laughs> What you did? What was it? A private school? Was it like no? This is fucking public. Do you think they? I mean, yeah, they tell you guys found them. So you did. Yeah, yeah. Remember we couldn't. Remember we couldn't wear shorts in our school. Yeah, that's right. What? And this was a public school. This was a public yeah. school, right? But like, remember, different. Darnell was always rocking those capris. <laughs> yeah, Jinkos. <laughs> like they're not shorts. Trying to find the gray area. My, my bad, Malcolm. We, we kind of distract you by talking about no, how you grew up yeah, up north. No, but yeah, any other initial thoughts before we kind of? Uh... I mean, yeah, just uh, I don't know. I felt like an underrated character in this movie, and my favorite character is Slater. I feel like, well, you know, I'm sorry. Like kinda... Before before we kind of go into characters, you mind if I kind of do like a, a quick kind of high level of the movie and and other characters, oh, and then kind of, and then and then we can tip it off to you. All right, so. Again, uh, came out in 1993. The director is Richard Linklater. Um, this was like his follow-up to Slackers. And again, the description of it, I imagine most people who are listening to this have watched the movie. But uh, the adventures of high school and junior high students on the last day of school in May 1976. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Roach. 
Not now, just anytime. I just was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just the high level of the cast, uh, I'm not gonna really name the characters. We'll definitely kind of get to that, but you know, maybe I'll do that. You got Jason London as Randall Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. uh Wiley Wiggins as Mitch Kramer. Um I sometimes feel like Mitch Kramer. I, whatever, I'll, I'll relate with him. Hey, I, Matthew McConaughey about, about Mitch Kramer. He touches his nose 42 times in the movie. Mitchie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looks like Tim Lincecum, too. All right. So Matthew McConaughey in an excellent, excellent uh, film feature debut. Rory Cochran as Lawrence Slater, whatever. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mila Jovovich. She was like 17 in it. Sean Andrews. So, like, that was a dude who was, like, her boyfriend. That's Pickford, Pickford right? Yeah, Pickford, yeah. Read a lot of stuff about him in, in the research. Pretty. Long story short, he didn't get along with the lead. So, like, Matthew McConaughey ended up kind of, like, taking a lot of his scenes. Adam Goldberg. Um, Anthony Rapp. Uh, Marissa Rabisi, the redhead chick. Any other Giovanni, Giovanni Rabisi? That's what I was assuming, yeah, with that last name. Yeah. So, Michelle Burke. Um, who's Jody Kramer, Mitch Kramer's older sister. So are any of y'all like realize that's a chick from Coneheads? Or have any of y'all seen the movie Coneheads? That was Not old, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. chick from Coneheads, the daughter from oh, Coneheads. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Uh Cole Hauser. Um who is uh, who's Pink's girlfriend that's not Mitch's sister? Oh, that shit. Uh that's is. Laura, that's Laura Adams or whatever. Laura uh our Joey, Joey, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, yeah, Pink's girlfriend. Yeah, Joey Lauren Adams. From Mar- Cause she ended up being chasing Amy. Yeah, Mar Rats mm-hmm. and chasing Amy and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, ben uh, Affleck. Ben Affleck is Fred O'Banion. What's the dude, Benny? Uh, Cole Hauser. Uh, yeah, Cole Hauser. Mike didn't really seem like he was from Texas. He seemed like he was. That's really the same from- dude that that plays. Uh, um, Goodwill Hunting dude. Now, if you watch uh, Yellowstone, he's Rip in Yellowstone. Uh, I don't watch Yellowstone. I could see him in that though. You should watch it. I liked Parker Posey as like the evil chick. There were some females (laughs) at our high school that reminded me of Parker Posey. Speaking of Scott, that was I kind of I kind of dug her evil chick vibe, man. I thought that was kind of sexy. I'm curious. Um, I can't wait to hear you say who the evil chicks are. That's a good one. Oh, that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Nikki Cat. He was a dude who was like, "Yeah, I'm the one smoking weed, motherfucker." Yeah, I'm talking with my friends. What the fuck is it to you? Um, and Julius Tennant as Mr. Payne. I'm going to tell you what my sergeants told me in the jungle. Men? Men? <laughs> they all see you going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 25. You ain't coming back. I love you how know? they just, they don't say <laughs> shit. They just turn around and walk back to their seats. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of high level. I'm sure there's some cast and characters that I missed, but with that, Malcolm, I think you're gonna kind of start off with uh maybe mention some of your, your favorite character uh and or scene. So why don't you start off and again guys feel free to interject uh as you like. But yeah, what were you about to say, Malcolm? Oh uh, yeah, I was about to say like Slater's fucking dope. He's my favorite character in the movie. Um I feel like he's got a, a similar vibe that I got whenever um I'm with my friends and shit. Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody, I liked all the characters pretty much. I thought they could have made, like, the token black guy, like, an actual character other than just, like, the token Something. black guy as a character. <laughs> that was a but, defining characteristic. Black and get, and get, yeah, and, and I, like the the, I like the soul pole, though. I like the, the soul, soul pole. pole. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. 
You get the soul pole. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, yeah. he didn't really I, have any cool lines. So many of the characters were so cool, cool. And it was like black dude. He also looked like he was 35. Yeah. Um <laughs> they all look pretty old to be in high school, right? Like not um, Mitch. Not Mitch. Mitch. Maybe you're just about right. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like yeah. Uh was it Slater? <laughs> What's take away from Slater is he's got a lot of secret high fives with everybody. <laughs> he's got a different greeting with every person in that movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's he's funny, man. I will give it to Malcolm and his group. He's like the never getting upset. He's he's never Malcolm's never really getting upset. He's always just kind of like chilling in his all group. And like there's other guys, they'll have some strong personalities, and Malcolm's just always just kind of like, all right, guys, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> one time, one time, Malcolm was sitting on my shoulders when he was like maybe I don't know five years old. We were at your house, you know, doing our hangout, and uh, we ran and looked out the front window, and the cops were sitting out in the cul-de-sac. And I turned and I ran from your dining room into like that sitting room upstairs, and that opening, and just smacked Malcolm's head on the opening there, and I was like, oh my god. And he looks at me and goes, it's okay, it's okay Carter, let's go. <laughs> so he does not go that. Oh, I remember that. I remember you talking uh, about He's like, hey, follow, like, bro. Not dude, even a I tear. Just, Nothing. Knocked his head. That's wild. <laughs> dude, he would hang with us. All right, man. Before, so you say like Slater maybe relate with him a little bit. Is uh, Was there a scene in particular that you like to call out? Or no? It's the whole thing just a vibe. Um... I think that the um the scene wherever they like roll into the emporium uh for like the first time is like probably one of my favorite scenes like in any movie of all time. Like that shit is just so smooth. I like how they shot that. The soundtrack on this shit is like crazy, dude. I love the soundtrack right. to this like movie, like probably even more than the movie, dude. Like I remember like soundtrack to this shit after for like a month, dude, because it was just <laughs> It's it's solid, dude. It's like one of the best soundtracks there is out there. And uh, it definitely put me like on a lot of like classic rock, especially because they just, you know, they had so many different artists on this shit. So, it put it, you know, this movie definitely put me on like a lot of classic rock that I don't think I would have ever found any other way through watching this movie. But yeah, I would say I would kind of beg that we maybe introduced to a little bit of that. I remember we had you listen to the Beatles. Oh, we watched it, yeah, we listened to Queen and shit all the time. I remember that. Yeah, and we had, and I think. Well, I don't know if we got started listening to the Beatles until older and stuff. But I remember. I like, had, probably not too later. I had yeah, the okay. entire sounds of the seventies. Remember the collection that you bought off the info yeah. version? Rocking that and playing <laughs> Mario Kart. Did Did we ever have a place as cool as the Emporium? Yeah, yeah. They didn't have a diamond grandstands. Um, <laughs> there was grandstands. <laughs> Grandstands had to be the one in, in Henderson, but like we didn't like, we couldn't go in there and bring our no, beer. We didn't, we didn't have anything. Yeah. Run, the, run the fucking place. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had a place cool as important. Even Dandy in, in uh, uh, you know, in Walton Ferry, we'd go in there and buy beers. So that was the. the yeah, beer. you're right. You're exactly I mean, right. was it an actual cool place, though? Like, what no, was going it was on little... there that was cool. I mean, no, I, I think it was probably ro- romanticized in the movie because the vibe was so good, but they literally walked in and all they do is play. Foosball pool and like that hockey, air hockey game. 
Like it, it really is basically a glorified, it's basically like the bowling alley waiting room. Um, yeah, or the just, volleyball court. It, you can make the volleyball court. It, it was good seemed a lot soundtrack cooler cooler. based on the song and the people who were there and how they shot it, right? Like, um, and yeah. let's, not forget, let's not forget Denim and Diamonds, though. There was a lot of cigs ripped in Denim and Diamonds during Line Dancing Mondays. Yeah, they're <laughs> doing the watermelon crawl. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would like to go next, man? Anybody else like to go next in regards to uh, a performance or a character or a, um, a scene in particular that they that they liked in particular? Just awesome. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know how? Did you read a story how Matthew McConaughey got casted for the movie? I've um, heard it. Well, it's something interesting. It's interesting. So he would just graduate college. He was hanging out in Texas and his buddy was a bartender and said, Hey, come just called him and said, Hey, come here tonight. There's this dude, there's this like first time director who's basically filmed this like a low budget movie and the casting director is going to be here. And so McConaughey goes to the bar. He never been in a movie before. He's a media, like media student. And he goes in the bar, he gets introduced and just strikes up a conversation with the guy. And then like halfway through the conversation, like 10 minutes in the conversation, he gives his girlfriend 20 bucks and tells her to go buy a taxi because he's going to be here for a while. He's going to get this role. And it was actually supposed to be originally, they're supposed to cast his, the Wooderson guy is supposed to be like kind of more of a creepy old dude, you know, like the guy who's, couple years older hangs around it looks probably more like a pedophile than a cool (laughs) you know Matthew McConaughey that's what the character is supposed to be and McConaughey talked his way into like rebranding the character and apparently they like tripled his lines throughout the movie too because he just kept like like just nailing his scenes and so that that was McConaughey's first ever movie so if his buddy doesn't like randomly call him and tell him to come to the bar and meet the casting director you know, McConaughey probably, you know, does something completely different with his life. It's pretty interesting. But they get, apparently they gave him a ton of personal leeway in the movie to just take the Wooderson character and just run with it. Because this, again, it's supposed to be like this old creepy guy who looks more like a pedophile. And he like kind of turned it into a completely different character. Um, so that was kind of my favorite, just like back backstoring everything. That was probably my favorite part of it. Um, was just hearing how he was cast and kind of how he flipped the character a little bit. And he you know, kind of made it as like every small town has their Wooderson's, right? And it goes back to that like small town, middle America vibe, right? That's what they tried. The middle America high school vibe. And every small middle America town, you know, when you're in high school has their, has their Wooderson. Um, everyone can relate to that guy. Everyone in every town in the U.S., like knows who their Wooderson was, right? Um, who was so that's why I think it was such a I'm good. Pretty like, sure your 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 wife dated ours at one point. Yes. Not for long. Hi. Yeah, yeah, on camera. Favorite part of the movie. Hey, hey so that, that, yeah, she was the one who reminded me of the Parker Posey character. No, I'm <laughs> now fry like bacon, you little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Love you, bye. What'd she bring you? Ice. Just ice. Just ice. I'm drinking high nudes, dude. I got, I'll tell you about that later. I can't drink beer right now. I like the Wooderson. I liked uh, how <clears throat> Mitch, they kind of showed he was like copying what Wooderson was saying. It's like, hey, man, you know, just working for the city. 
keep some money in my pocket. You know, I'm uh, in college sometime later. So Darnell, you mentioned that it was a low budget film. So I Googled that. The budget on the film was six point nine million to me, which seems pretty steep for nineteen. Really? But like, was it really average? I don't know if that's budget. right. That can't be right. Six point. According to Business Insider, the film made eight million dollars on a six point nine million dollar budget, which is pretty much a flop. And so, I mean, to the whole right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's, I think that's the a whole fun low budget point. part of it. So I think. Um, you know, first a first time as a first time director too. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, he was like, like, like film Yeah, he. I mean, 6.9 is pretty pretty low, and um, I don't say he's kind of artsy. He's relatively artsy. He, it's you know, more Richard than Winkler, I thought it'd be though. Yeah, he's got two different lanes, right? He's got his independent filmmaker lane, um, kind of like I don't say Soderbergh, but he's kind of like Steve Soderbergh, as in oh, wow. he's got his Did independent you know, films, actually, then he has his like primetime films. I didn't I didn't know this, but it's actually Austin, Texas, where their group is at. Yeah, they um, they filmed it in Austin, Texas at a middle school. I didn't know it was supposed to be at Austin. I just thought it was like I thought it was more like middle middle America, Texas. Um I didn't know it was that interesting. Definitely in the South. <laughs> Definitely one north. Yeah. That's one thing I also thought that kind of would be unique to it. Even though we yeah, were in the nineties and this was in the seventies, I just feel like even some of like the trucks uh i definitely had feel like we had some O'Banions, but i really like the O'Banions <laughs> truck but i feel like we had some buddies that all right that. all right i got a question where what? where were you the first time you ever watched days confused i'm pretty sure i was in my basement i had i, I know i can tell you i remember yeah. i was so it came out in 93 so we would have been tw- like 12 but i remember the first time i ever watched it i was uh spending the night it was in seventh or eighth grade Play eighth grade, spending the night at, at Grant Bauer's house. Ah. And Hunter Bauer. Remind me of O'Banion. Like, Who is O'Banion? I never, right? I, yeah. never even, <laughs> I never even I never even heard of the movie. And uh Hunter Bowers, his brother comes in and goes, Hey, I've got uh, uh I got this new movie you guys should watch. It's awesome. Let's watch it together. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um and it was it was really good. That was the first time I ever watched it, it's confused. And how much dip did you dip that Grant Bowers had the largest uh, pyramid of dip cans. I mean, it was like his pride and joy. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I, I mean, we played baseball. I stayed the night over at his house, probably second to Darnell's. Oh, really? I stayed over there all the time, man, because you could sneak out back and go into those fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then, and do what? Uh, well, his his uh, dad had a large Jack Daniels collection above the uh, refrigerator. Um, so, and then he had his like own room like area up there. But anyway, I spent a lot of time at that house. I think uh, <laughs> I think Wooderson and uh, Slater oh, are y'all know the- y'all know his dad was the Undertaker, right? Yeah. Like, but not like the wrestler, the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> not like a real Undertaker. That was his profession. But we oh, yeah. did have a wrestler that lived in our town, right? Cole yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, J- Jeff Jarrett, right? Yeah, Jeff yeah. Jarrett. Double J. Double J. We see the, we see the gate. And his, John, his, da- Johnny his Cash dad was in our like town, the, too. Uh, his dad was like the announcer, like the OG announcer for the WWF. He is uh, a uh, scene in particular, uh, or is just kind of Wooderson's uh, performance that you wanted to kind of call out? Um, good question. Would you, would you think of it as like a crush or just like a fan? 
Uh, I think it's just a good story. More like an evolution of if you look at um, like Matt, Matt McConaughey, what he, the, kind of the, the story of him. McConaissance? How, how, how he got that role and then how it was his kind of breakout role and just how he kind of handled the whole thing. I thought that was just a little bit cooler than, um, than just the role itself, I guess. I actually um, didn't know that this was his first movie. I had I, I yeah. didn't know that until this call. Um, so I, I find that very interesting. Who is the bigger actor now? Is it McConaughey or Ben Affleck? Affleck. Who had the best career? Ben Affleck. Well, Affleck makes more think- money. Affleck's Batman. And he's married to J-Lo. Affleck definitely makes more money, but I, I think I'd rather be McConaughey, right? Like, he has a better life. Yeah. Sad. I would yeah, say you know, Affleck would seems miserable still. Yeah, have you ever, have you ever heard of McConaughey's uh, uh, Lincoln commercials? I mean, that is just chill as can be. Just air conditioning. Yeah. I would say yeah, McConaughey cool he, in their career. does seem like he's pretty chill. I think he's going to run for yeah. office, too. I would, I would say they've been pretty equal. If, I were to like, if you were to look okay. at both those people, like what they've accomplished, the whole kind of, um, kind of grand scheme of what they've accomplished, the body of work, I guess. Yeah. So in regards to body of work, uh, Roach, Carter, are there any other performances that you guys were, are there any characters or performances I mean, or scenes that you like to call one out? Yeah. I, I love, I, I'll go ahead, Carter. No, it's yeah. fine. I've, I've already been cut off like seven times. So you. Um, you. I'll just go fuck myself and you go ahead, Chris. I'd love to hear what you have to say. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Okay, cool. I'll go. Um, the first couple times I got cut off, I was saying that I think that, uh, Wooderson and uh, Slater are the most two quotable people from the movie. Um, and my favorite Slater, just kind of piggyback on on you, Malcolm, is the conversation at the uh, it's towards the beginning of the movie at the uh, at the water fountains, and there is literally no information exchanged in that entire scene that <laughs> says what anybody is doing or what they're thinking. And they all walk away like great conversation. Like, and it's just like the most like stoner part of that movie, like the, the part that's nailed um, the movie as a whole for me, like I love period pieces. And I think this one just really like knocks it out of the park. Like, I think that they just nail it from like, and then I love uh, character building. Character building and period pieces are like two of my favorite traits of any movie, book, anything. And it just it just crushes it. It crushes it. Like when you're looking at the 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 cast and you're kind of going through, and you're like, holy shit! There's this many like yeah. notable characters in this movie. Like that to me is just it's awesome. Well, none of them are notable at the time. The, the thing that's so good about it is like. Yeah, they all kind of mold together. They were, they were kind of like that movie where they were all like just on the verge of breaking out all at the same time, too, right? It's like you had all those people. They were, they were none of them were stars, but all of them kind of broke out at the same time, and they were all kind of like on the precipice of breaking out, like Mm -hmm. at the time of that movie, right? I think, Um, I think most of the characters are pretty relatable, except for Dawson. Like, I've never met anybody in my whole life that talks like that, dude. Like, I, I don't know, man. EJ kind of remind, remind me of EJ. I feel like EJ kind of had that energy, man. D- Benny which, is EJ. Which, which... 100%. Benny is yeah. EJ. All right, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. No, Dawson, dude, he cracks me up, though, man. That scene when he 
is trying to get uh when he's oh, dropping yeah. uh Floyd off at, at his last classroom and then he's trying to get that girl to come out and then he hits on the teacher. He's one of my he's on he might be my favorite character now that I'm thinking about it. Let's and talk about one of my favorite scenes is him and Mitch and Floyd and Pickford and they're Pickford's badass car. If we're gonna talk about the best car in the movie. That orange GTO, hands down, is yeah, opening hard. scene. I bet that thing's like a hundred grand if you were to buy it today. Like, <laughs> did you guys watch that uh, that clip that I sent you from Peacock the other day? It was oh no, about- I thought you were just showing us that it was streaming. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it, was a, it was a clip. It was a clip of of the 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 world's largest Days and Confused memorabilia collector. And he goes through. You got to watch it. He goes through all the different. He has all kinds of shit. I mean, he's he's even got. A ticket from the day in the movie, you know, at the end they're going to get Aerosmith tickets. I have that concert, yeah. Sorry, sorry to to ruin the end of the movie, but like there really was a Aerosmith concert on the day that they were going to buy the tickets, and that he has that like that level of memorabilia. He goes into the cars. He's got a replica of the of the orange GTO, and he, there's there's two. He's trying to buy. There's like two of the black uh, of of Woodford's and there's two of um, of, of Pickford's, um, and he's trying to buy one of them uh, that, that are left, but he hasn't he hasn't pulled it off yet. It's pretty, you should watch that because ten minutes is worth watching. Yeah, Woodford needs to get our uh, he needs to get some new rims, our new wheels. Is what the it's called the Judge. The car it's called the Judge on the side of it has that little spe- that little sticker on it. Um, yeah, that thing is so fucking awesome. But my if you my look at my favorite scene is them. Uh, first off, I love how they're just hanging out at the Emporium. And every now and again, somebody would be like, y'all want to go take a ride? And like, they just jump in the, like, and it's all. Pickford's the weed dealer and Pickford just takes people around to get them smoked out. And then they go and grab trash cans and smash mailboxes. And Mitch throws that bowling oh. ball through the window. <laughs> and like, it goes quiet. And it's just such a good scene. <laughs> and I love, again, Dawson's in that. And I love how he's just like sitting there and he's like, the bowling ball, the bowling ball, the bowling ball. <laughs> and like, and then they remember they run and they end up at the gas station and he acts like he's going to steal the beer. And when that dude shoves the gun in his face and he turns to Dawson, he's like, dude, give the beer back. And Dawson looks in and he's like, I paid for the beer. <laughs> and Pickford just kind of mouths, he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> that that whole scene right there, I think, is one of my favorites. That, that is like, and it it reminds me of something that we would have done. I mean, we oh, would have never ruined anybody's property. Um, me right? either. <laughs> uh, but like the dude, if you look at, he unloads a fucking revolver in the middle of the street in Austin, Texas. <laughs> in their in their fucking pajamas. Yeah. Like that's the kind of if shit you look, where we would come back to the house and be like, "Y'all would not believe what just happened." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of relatable. If you look at the cast, if you look at the cast and like what they look like today, Pickford Pickford looks the closest to what he actually looked like in the movie. A lot of these people you don't even recognize. I noticed that today uh, too. Slater's Pickford looking rough. Still, Pick, Pickford still looks pretty. Like he can still. He's the one person you can see and like, oh yeah, it's definitely Pickford. Um, yeah, Jason London not not working out for no Randall Pink Floyd aged 
Uh, Slater looks pretty old. Mitch Kramer does not look exactly like McConaughey, but that's not worth. Yeah, yeah, McConaughey. Mitch 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 Kramer Kramer ended up having a pretty good career for the San Francisco Giants. Won about two World Series. Let Timmy smoke. Wait, what? Oh, what? (laughs) Tim Kramer does not look. Tim Lipscomb. It seems like Willie Willerson or some shit like that. It's a joke. Okay. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, man, I was not getting the same information from my Google. <laughs> oh wow. On that note, did you have any additional uh scenes? Hey, did you know that I, I just found something? Person. I just found something from three days ago that where the whole the whole cast is celebrating the 30th anniversary of Days of Confused. That's, That's how we're doing this. Oh, yeah. That's another reason. Yeah, we decided to do this in the middle of the Spike Lee joint. Do you want to go ahead and share your screen again, Chris? <laughs> because it's the 30th anniversary. I don't, I don't remember that. I didn't you know that was, that was not in love with Spike Lee joint. Hey, so at I the end of this. Just, I, thought you were just, I thought you were sick of doing Spike Lee joints. You need to mix it up. At the end of every episode, <laughs> I, uh, I do a deep dive on a person of color from the cast <laughs> or from like behind the scenes. Uh, this is gonna, this is gonna be a tough you want, one. You want to do the teacher, or you want to do the? You not guys? care about what I think about the movie? Anyway. No, I'm gonna get to that, homie. We're gonna close on. chill, dude. <laughs> but I'm gonna have to do some deep research. Oh. I gotta do it on both because there's not enough on on the token black guy or on the teacher. So I'm gonna do a little bit on both. <laughs> on that note, yeah, Roach, why don't you let us know, man? Some of your uh, favorite uh, character so, scenes so. that you like to share with us. Maybe like a minute and a half, two minutes. Go. Wrap it up, homie. No, just kidding. <laughs> Take your time. Uh, man. No, let's know what you need. Take time. I mean, I think uh, the mom pulling the shotgun on on Affleck is 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 pretty strong. Oh yeah. Um, that's just a moment in time. I think talk about just go through kind of the the theme of the conversation we had. Character development. Mitch's character development throughout the movie is phenomenal. Um, just constant, like constant evolution and really comes into his own. He, he gets home and he looks at his mom and kind of smirks. And I remember a few of those. Um, mm, yeah. I love pink. Pink is, uh, is, is the, he's the man. He's the, he's the G um, makes out with, with Mitch's sister and grabs some boobs. And then she says no. So he goes off to the other one. Um, <laughs> I mean, Pinkford for it's me. Like you win like, some, you lose some. Win some, you lose some. Pinkford like, you know, all wrong, Mr. Picker, all together, man. You know, oh, like yeah. thing, when they're in the house, and his dad, hey, did you order some kegs? Me? No. I love no. <laughs> he goes downstairs with his shirt after they're smoking a joint and they light incense in his bedroom. Like, so, come on, like that, that, that whole, like that sequence for me is, is, is a, it's a pretty relatably good one. Um, and then, like, thinking about, like, just today and how this movie doesn't age. When the girls are getting hazed and they bring these freshmen up to the guys sitting around, like I was watching this the other night, thinking about the world today, and they're like <laughs> basically them to get on their knees and like open your mouth. It's like, dude, like I don't oh, think yeah. I don't wow. think people today would would like would like that movie. Like I just like I don't think like if it came out today, it would get trashed. All these people would be canceled. Uh, <laughs> people would be losing their jobs. It's like. And it's funny like, how different, like, how different humor was for us growing up. And then you can go back further and you think about how it was for, you know, like our folks and shit. But like, I was thinking about this today, Ed. Like, I was like, was was the Soul Pole guy the only black guy in the movie? No, the other one was 
the uh was was the teacher you know teacher, just like yeah. my, my sergeant told us back in nom you know 25 or 50 are going out and only 25 are coming back um i think he outperformed like, the freaking uh token black guy in that one line they, they had two i mean there was two right like you know, they, they they introduced two in, into the movie um but no i mean i just think like you know when you think about like culturally of like how the society's evolved through all this stuff it's it's pretty fascinating to think about like that was considered humorous and, and good which i mean we all still laugh at it and it's pretty pretty amazing i mean my beautiful wife just walked in here and is screaming you know uh her her one-liner from from that scene uh <laughs> it's uh yeah th th those are probably mine there's a pretty accurate depiction of the world in 1976 right that's so that's the big i just don't Right. In 97, I don't know why. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think it. I don't. I don't. I mean, it's like saying you can't have a. You know, they kind of brought it to life. Pretty. I think anyone who gets offended, it's just like, hey, you know, why are you offended? This is kind of how it was back in Texas in 1976. It's a depiction of a point in time. In 1997 and 98, like or 90, probably 96 and 97, eighth and eighth grade and freshman year, like Mitch Henley and all Ray's friends, like real and Jordan, they used to hold me down. One time they, they held me down, took off all my clothes, I was butt naked. They drug me around <laughs> carpet by my feet. I had rug burn fucking head to toe. And then they duct taped me to a fucking pole in my parents' garage in the middle, <laughs> the middle of winter and put a bucket in front of me. And oh, it's not that was Chris Roach that was telling yeah. that. It's a different time, though. This is the first time any of us have ever heard this. I also, uh, I was talking today uh, no, at, the, at the shop about um, something about how we used to saran wrap kids to trees. Like, remember <laughs> those giant rolls of saran wrap? We'd hold kids like three or four. Wasn't that like for homecoming you can't or do something? That anymore. You yeah. capture somebody and saran wrap them to a tree. So it like, was amazing, Malcolm. Uh, like at our at our high school. Um, I think during homecoming we'd have like water balloon wars, and, oh, yeah. it, and it'd be like be between the different classes. Was it each class or yeah, was it upper class and a lower class? Yeah, we had that shit. Let's not forget how they're paddling people, like the freshmen, like how fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. that. They, like, like not they, paddling, they paddled, like feeding them a the, stick. The coaches paddled people in, in our when we were in high school. They still paddled people. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they legit, the coaches, only a few of them did, but they legit would paddle you. I, I, one time I had 21 days of in school suspension stacked up. And <laughs> Mr. Lewis gave me the option to take paddlings in order to clean all. He was like, You're never going to like get out of this hole. And what? so it was Gracie Oliver, who was the head of, uh, of discipline for, for Sumner County. Mr. Lewis and Coach Griffin, and each one of them took seven fucking hits on me. No after, way. After one after the other, um, in Coach Lewis, or Mr. Lewis's office, and I walked out, and the entire like front office was just—I mean, you could hear a pin drop. And I walked out, and they were and all the people that worked in that tournament just looked at me, and I was like, "Whoop." There you go. Were they like, they like no more like, Oh yeah, it no, it was like the real. Painful? It was the real deal. It would look like just like something out of the movie. And uh, my, <laughs> grandmother, my grandmother, grandmother, grandmother okay. pole. 
My grandmother was like, yeah, go for it. My dad said, okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's, what, that's what tripped me on out. I remember, so I was, my first eight years of my life, I was in school upstate New York. <laughs> Curtis and when I like, came yeah, down to Tennessee. One. You can hit him in the face if you want. Yeah, Darnell was one of the first people I met. Actually, Darnell's, Ryan Darnell's mother is the checked first you school person first that checked me into school at Indian Lake Elementary in 1991. First person that, that I met. I remember, I remember it like yesterday. But long story short, so I remember after being down there and hanging out with y'all, y'all be like, yeah, dude, folks be paddling. I'd be like, wait, y'all tripping, right? And I'm like, <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, no, dude, they can do that. I'm like, y'all are what? Y'all wilding down here down south. <laughs> but you can't wear shorts to school. I remember I used to get paddled so much. Remember we all carried those long wallets? Like we had fucking checkbooks? Yeah, <laughs> and I would be, I'd wow. be like, I'd be like, anybody got an extra long wallet? Because I put two wallets <laughs> in my back pockets when I was headed down to the principal's office. <laughs> Actually, I do remember. I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember All Coach right. Bundy one time pulled me out of class. Like everybody was talking, he couldn't get him to calm down. I wasn't saying shit, and he pinpoints me, and he goes, "Carter, hallway now." Grabs his paddle. Remember they had the little windows on the doors? He said, get up against the door, put your hands up, kick your foot up behind your ass. And he sat there with that paddle and he hit the bottom of my shoe like three or four times. And I made like a grimace in the window. And I came back in and that quiet that class was dead silent. <laughs> and everybody thought I was a beast. I was like, that works out. Damn. I can't even believe <laughs> they this is last year. That's wild. Do what? Did they have to ask I can't you? even believe that. Oh my bad. No, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying, like, I just can't even believe that this is like real like life. Like they can do that to y'all in school. Like, I just can't even fathom it. Like that shit is crazy. I'm trying to think of the logistics of it. Carter, did they have to like call your mom and ask? Like, what was the did you have to like did, did you sign a paper that your kid something there they did something where yeah, there was a waiver or something that your parents had to sign that you could be paddled. Man, it was Granny. They would just pick up the phone and call Granny, and she'd be like, "Go, yeah, get his ass." Here, <laughs> I also would show up whenever I wanted to. Just go. <laughs> I remember, no. What was her name? I remember that. Desk, like Miss Hendricks or whatever. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, she, she so she knew Granny real well, and I'd walk in and be like, "Do you want me to bring a note?" She's like, "No, I'm just going to call your grandmother, and she's going to say it's fine." I'm like. Cool, I'll just go to class then. <laughs> R.I.P. Green. Hey, uh, so I, I was going to try to maybe uh, give a little bit of time, maybe got to go through some of the cast. I think we've been talking about maybe who are some characters and who they remind of us and our experiences. But before that, just a few quick things. As I, as I rewatched it, I don't say relating with Mitch, but I will say this, I kind of did relate with kind of, as you said, with like Mitch Henley. And for me, I particularly remember like, in particular, like Chad Autry, Biggs, and like Ted Welch. I remember they'd like pick me up and let me hang out with them, and I'd be like the young dude hanging with them, and it'd be cool. But then I feel like once I say like that one dumb thing, they'd <laughs> be like, what the "Fuck are you talking about?" Right? But then they'd still be like, "All right, cool, come hang out." Josh Schmidt. I always feel like with Josh Schmidt, I was like one dumb comment from being like, what the "Fuck, dude." <laughs> so yeah, I kind of like take that. Much but, with Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, but it was like you know they'd still be like, "Hey, little young dude, little idiot," but they'd still take me under their wing. Um, something I really liked that it captured was like. Specifically, like with Pink Floyd, they, they didn't really officially say it, but it's like he hung out with the athletes, he hung out with the smart nerds, he hung out with the stoners, right? And he was just kind of like, 
I, I feel like a lot of us is at, it'd be at the same way. There, there's those different crowds. And I feel like uh, a lot of us in particular would like fluidly go in between those different crowds and stuff. You know, it's interesting that you call out uh, Floyd hanging out with the nerds. Like we're sitting in, like uh, we're watching the movie the night and Tara called that out specifically. She's like, I don't remember him being with Yeah, that. They were going to go play poker. Yeah, and then at the in, at the fight when the when he, he he when he walks up and he hits the uh, other one smoking pop motherfucker, Floyd's the one that pulls him off of him and makes sure he doesn't get his ass whipped, right? Like that was the. Uh, <laughs> it's a, oh, it's I a, forgot a, about that. Yeah, at the end, towards the end, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a really good call. Ed. Yeah, and maybe the last thing before um, just kind of open up, kind of closing on some things is so. Then I'm surprised folks didn't rule. Even though Hayes wasn't old enough to see it, I mean, I really enjoyed the Moon Tower scene as well. Uh, I wanted to and, go to a tech party so bad, dude. <laughs> well, dude, like, right, I'm glad that you bring that on up because I feel like the closest we kind of had to that, dude, was, dude, freaking bonfire parties at your crib, dude. And Malcolm, I don't think you got to experience it, but it was a great, great, great high school experience. Oh, yeah. Roach. Like, and I, was it like junior or senior year? I don't know. Well, the, the, first years, one, the, the first one was after junior, when 98, when they beat, uh, when Tennessee beat Florida. Um, yeah, I slept in the back of your truck that night, I think. But yeah, the, the so, other thing, too, is we always got kegs after football games at Carter's house. They'd be in his garage. Dude, uh, we, yeah, we'd have, like, kind of, like, my place. Well, Malcolm, you know about what we do at my place. And then, yeah, we'd, like, watch the games at Carter's and party there. And then after we'd celebrate, we'd go do a bonfire in a big old field. It was way out from where everybody. So it was kind of cool. Well, um, and Roach's backyard. Everybody except right in front of Coach Hendricks' house. <laughs> it never mattered, right? Ah, it mattered for me. I'm surprised. Speaking of coaches, I'm surprised that neither of you two on the bottom of the screen have mentioned anything about the run-in with the coach shorts and what he's talking about his grandmother and like because that is yeah. That There's is a classic like Hendersonville, Henderson, yeah, Henderson, Hendersonville High School, Gallatin High School, like in a nutshell, the coaches, yeah, no. they they nailed that scene. They 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 nailed that scene perfectly with the old bike shorts. Oh, just crushed it, crushed it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the hat, like the, the, the characters doing, they huh? casted for that, like, <laughs> and it's so funny too because that's what makes me relate. Uh, uh, Pink Floyd to you, Eddie. It's like they knew that you were getting down, right? But like, they still liked you, but they were gonna give you shit for it. Like, and then they didn't like me at all, ever. Uh, <laughs> so we both got down. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. So we both got down. Yeah. So we can relate with that as well too. Being pretty much the um, the athletes who uh, didn't just play football. We got uh, you guys got your drug tests. EJ, you know, I, I don't say it was envious. It was a different vibe because we were fall sports. Well, no, Darnell had it, and then you guys were you guys were spring sports and stuff. So we yeah, we <laughs> work. I already know this. So here's my vibe. I wouldn't party all that hard during football season, but as soon as football season ended, then I'd be like, bam, I'm on it. And then it'd be like baseball season for y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't really smoke that much pot in high school. Maybe a little bit in the summertime, but we played so much fucking baseball or gone in the summer, we couldn't really do it. And then when the fall, we couldn't because we'd get tested. Eddie did. <laughs> uh, so, any other kind of things to share? Actually, I'm, I'm probably going to do that. So, who do y'all think in our school reminded y'all 
I don't know, in our experience, Malcolm, maybe you can share with this as well, too. I don't want to exclude, right? But, like, what are some, like, people that you think you can relate that remind you of, like, the Randall Pink Floyd? Or do you don't think there was any anyone in particular? I mean, kind of all of us, right? Like, you know, like, kind of all of us. Like, I mean, yeah, I think all of us to an extent, it was a little bit of a middle finger and fuck you, I'm in a party. But at the same time, we got our shit done, you know? So, you know what? I'm I think all, like, one, one thing I thought was interesting, I forgot the scene, is when they're at the tower and Benny has Floyd in the car. And Benny's like, hey, man, sign the paper. It's not about you. It's about all of us. <laughs> you know? You're like, and he's like, dude, like, you're not, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to fuck the whole team. And I, like, I don't know. That kind of took me back to playing with Roscoe and kind of us growing up. And like, we always were all on the baseball side. I don't know what you guys did on the football, but it was always like, there was no slip, and if any of you guys, you know, if any of us got out of line, we'd get pulled back in really quick. But then when we got in trouble, like Worth went over to Hendrick's house with EJ and I when we got arrested for stealing street signs and drinking and shit, right? It's like that was a moment that took me back. I was like that I remember that shit. That 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 was cool. I like the Benny moment at, towards the end when he tries to stand up in the bed of the truck and then makes the decision that's not a great idea. yeah that's that's pretty good everyone like, can relate everyone can relate to that moment that they were in him and that's a specific part right and just so such an easy was, piece to like you know hit the hit the floor like an editing and they're like mm, i'm gonna keep this one so what i read was the people who were of age um the beers were actual beers so if the kids weren't if the people weren't of age they weren't drinking actual beers, which is they probably still were. But no, those were that they said that the, the people were drinking real alcohol on set, except for um the guy who plays Randall Pink Floyd. Um, um Jason because, London. Yeah, Jason London. You know, I think he's kind of had some difficulties. So, you know, I don't think maybe I'm gonna kind of do a pivot because I'm looking here and I just want to kind of get some stuff off my chest. And I'm not gonna do specific being like I was joking in regards to um saying specific characters or females. And Malcolm, I want to ask you this as well. I just want to kind of call out, though, like there was like a clique of girls that we'd all hang out with and stuff. And so even though it's like a lot of dude characters and stuff, like just kind of like how there was the it was like <laughs> it was a clique of girls. But then there were like mini cliques. And I like how they showed like when they were away from each other, they were like talking shit about each other. <laughs> but then when they're all together, like all cool. And then, so I don't know, just girls in particular, not like if there was one in, uh, character. So Tara. um, I, you know, she she remind me of one of those Alexis, Jessamy, um, Jenny Kitchen. There may be a few that kind of uh, come to mind as well, but I don't know. The thing that I specifically kind of liked about those characters and then those these those girls these uh they were girls at the time is they do that fine line of being like the cool girls to kind of hang out with too, right? I mean, hey, yeah, they were hot and cute and stuff, but we'd always like to hang out. Yeah, we'd also like to hang out with them because they were just kind of like cool to kind of you know hang out with and stuff so um i don't know that was just some of my thoughts on that in particular it was you know like kind of characters or female characters that like resonate with y'all or that kind of like reminded y'all of uh I mean, the at the end it's of not the, like embarrassing people when they're all sitting on on the football field smoking on the 50 and the girls are there with them i mean that was like i mean dude i've, I've been with my wife <laughs> i've been with my wife since then right I mean, we've been together since then so we've always kind of hung out together uh but no that was a, another one i was like yeah we did we had a lot of those moments yeah, 
a lot. I mean, you think about everything we did and all the hanging out we did, they were always with it. Like we were always all together. It was always the dudes and then the girls. And then we would always come over to get together somewhere and everyone would be there. It was, uh, it's kind of just part of it. Right. So now yeah, I think- I'm sorry. One of, one of the like similar with your wife though too, right? We actually ironically, oh, I didn't call Kelly Lauren. Yeah, and Lauren Farina. Okay. Yeah, I mean Lauren was our like ride or die like back then. Like uh, but I mean, one of the trips I think about recent or you know, all the time was that spring break in or in uh Panama City when we had those rooms and like the security guard was like the biggest dope ever and literally just let us do whatever we wanted to. And it was like we were always easy to get along with, and like we would kind of mold into whatever crowd we were talking to or whatever group we were hanging out with. But I remember, no matter how many people we'd meet, they would meet the girls that run along with us and like were a part of our group, and they'd always be like, "This is the coolest girls I've ever met." Like, <laughs> what, what, where do y'all, where do y'all come from? Uh, and it was because I think it was because we were we were all so tight, right? Like we were all so close and everything we did, we did it together, which this movie kind of says the same thing, right? Did you, Malcolm, what about you? Did you hear any uh, females like that? Or did you and Elaine, your, 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 nah, new, your, new, your new wife, did you ever do anything like that in high school? <laughs> nah, not, not really, man. Um, I do have a question for y'all. Um, what do y'all think is a, a more like relatable to your high school experience? Uh, Dazed and Confused or Varsity Blues? I got to be honest. So, I, Theo Malcolm brings that on up because I specifically mm -hmm. always bring up Varsity Blues because I feel like even though that wasn't exactly my high school experience, I don't know. If there is one movie I would say is the closest to my high school experience, I bring up Varsity Blues. I, I don't think Varsity Blues was holistic enough. It was just like more, it was yeah. more about a specific time of the year. Yeah, it was more cinematic. Like it wasn't like that year out. It's very specific. Right. Like kind of brought, if you only focused about like two years of like football specifically, maybe yeah, kind season. of, but like it wasn't, it didn't encompass like all the other things like away from school, like your friend circles and things like that. Yeah. And like yeah. the concerts and shit that we would go to, like, I mean, you know, all the things that we did together, I think, yeah. Leonard I Skinner. I think you guys remember we went to Leonard Skinner together? Yeah. Remember when we went to Dave Starwood? Matthews? You stole all the fucking, the, the pack of joints? At Dave Matthews? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carter, I, go back to your point about the girls. It's really, I mean. Uh, I, I'm sorry for um, interrupting, Carter. Real quick, uh, Eddie, you know what was a very dazed and confused moment? It was when we were all hanging out at your house before the Dave Matthews concert and partying all day, and then I don't know why I remember this very clearly, but then there's a big deal. Everyone circled around and Ryan Alexander and what's that Josh dude's name? Josh Stewart. Guy. Josh Stewart, they arm wrestled for a joint. Um, and it's like the biggest deal. I don't know why. I, I don't oh, know dude, why I've I got, all, I've got all of those fit, all of those photos for us to look at next week or two weeks. <laughs> I mean, a stack of, of from that day, I've got a stack of photos. Oh, that's awesome. This, this high. That was a very dancing confused day on part of your house all day. Your parents are not there. With the kid. Like, so there's I like a power response. This. I know there's a picture of you taking a shotgun from like Billy or what's his name? Uh, 
These photos are so good, though. <laughs> I can't All wait right. to take that. So I think within, I think we... Malcolm can probably remember this. I think within like one month, on the last day of junior year, we got a keg. And then I think me and Guido were like really determined to like throw a party up in the moon tower on the last day of junior year. So like we had a keg party up there. Um, it was kind of a mess. And then I think like a week later, a week later, uh, we did that keg party at my all day thing. And we went to Dave Matthews and my house was a mess. I had like two kegs at my house. <laughs> my mom and dad came back. And then I think I failed my drug test like a week later. So then I was like, I was grounded for like my entire summer between uh, junior and summer year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then but, the started, we started partying at your house again? Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad went back up to Detroit. Yeah. Then <laughs> happened and we started partying again. So, well, uh, maybe well, I'll try to kind of close it on up in regards to us giving this rankings. Um, this may be. Not that dramatic of us giving this a thumbs up or thumbs down, but each of us, right? So I guess it'll be one, two, three, four, five, ten total thumbs. I guess you can give it one thumb up, two thumbs up, or two thumbs down each. What about one and one? To, yeah, to, any, of the, to any of the listeners who actually made it this far. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, we're only at 105. We're at 60. Ooh, we're at 65 minutes, man. <laughs> I think we're at, I think we're at t- I think we're at ten thumbs just to kind of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does anybody? Up. I mean, does anybody have one thumbs up, one thumbs down? I'm not sure. I want to say this. Are there some things? No. Maybe I'll. Would close you have on asked this. us to come? Do you think we would have accepted the <laughs> invitation? Yeah. I got I news, guys. I thought this movie was trash the whole time. No, I want to say that I like that. Theo, Theo's usually the good one at being like, "Here's what sucks about this." Well, why is and it they didn't have story? Here. Like it should, like it should be you three and us three, and we should do this more. Like this is good. Hey, I love it. Would you guys ever pitch? I mean, I I did days because me and Malcolm always loved this, and again, I feel like all of us kind of experienced. So maybe I send a marinade on. It. I would say this for me. I don't know. Maybe I just equate football too much. That's why I said Varsity Blues. But maybe if there's, I don't say just high school, maybe if there's some other movie, right, in particular, it would be cool for us to discuss. Friday would be great. Friday would be great. Yeah. I I haven't seen a lot of uh, Spike Lee Johns. So I'm just saying, like, I I watch them and and I'll join y'all for that. But like, if we could stick to shit we watched in high school, I think that would be better. <laughs> no, I was saying you guys want so if you guys would ever be interested, I love having you guys on here and stuff. And Malcolm, bro, shout out to Timmy Pop, Luke, <clears throat> and Money Mike if they ever want to come on and, and rap about anything. I mean, I'm just oh, yeah, saying definitely. we could do like we could do a fucking um road trip episode and then also talk about how we road did that trip. road trip all over like you know the what West is- coast. One of the things I love, yeah. Eddie, you remember in the in your bedroom uh, with the waterbed before it popped, which we were there all day <laughs> that night. Oh. Chinese uh, Red Army, it's Chinese Red Army night. You had, was that the Oakland game? <laughs> you had that. Uh, you had that poster. It was all the the one hundred like um, what's it like the Oscar award winning like movies. Oh. Huh. And you started going through them, and you tried to watch every single one. Like, uh, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was in your it was in your downstairs, and so like you would you would borrow some shit from me, but then you got way ahead of me on it. Like Apocalypse wow. Now, I don't know if I ever got that back from you, but that's okay because I don't have a DVD player. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you like, my login. Uh, I'll give you my login to Google, and you can watch my copy. Yeah, 
Oh, by the way, never change your uh, YouTube TV because I hooked up my Apple TV. And from that same trip in Alabama when we watched Days and Confused. It's illegal, Chris. They may catch us. They may turn me down. <laughs> Google. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably wrap this one up because it's getting kind of late and long. But, oh, hey, yeah, uh, I like what you're laying down there with Roach or Friday. Carter, I'm just saying this because you introduced me to True Romance. And I oh, introduced Malcolm to True Romance. Dude, yeah, I, I think Malcolm gets down with that. I get knocked up for saying that's a top three movie for me. No, I support you on it. But yeah, that Roach, that's we talk about this all the time. Dude, I mean, it's up <laughs> there with Shawshank. It's up there with Shawshank for me. Like dude, Gary Oldman. Dude, dude the, the the fucking scene where he's telling them about Italians being Africans. <sighs> dude, it is it, it may be the best scene. Eggplant. Ever. So it it you're you're eggplant. part eggplant. eggplant. It may be it may be the best scene ever in any movie. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, I love that. I'd love Shawshank. I'd love True Romance. Darnell, if there's anything ever you're ever interested in uh in discussing, let us know too, man. But yeah, you know what else again- was another you know what other night was a very dazed and confused night was when uh we went to we partied at your house and then went to the Oakland basketball game and then threw that huge party at your house afterwards. That was, uh, remember when your mom came downstairs and she had her hair on? We were like, oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Call, hey, Eddie's mom, talk to the cops for us. And she went over there and said, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to damn bed. Y'all deal with this. <laughs> no, <don't get> <laughs> I remember a lot. So, wait, I remember a lot from that Oakland night. So, was that the night I feel like I we too, started drink, I feel like we started drinking. No, wait, no, that was a beach game. So, there was one night when we started yeah. drinking out to a field and we went to the beach game and we were drunk. That was, that. That, was, that, that was at no, beach. That was that was that was when Beach's uh, male cheerleader, uh, TJ Reynolds, just like talking shit to me, turned around, and told me to kick, kick his ass if he said anything, and TJ just shut up the rest of the night. That, amongst other things, that you was such that? a dumb horrible idea. Remember remember that? Why would we go to the basketball games? Oh, because we, we wanted to talk shit, and like we were, just we were so drunk. I can't believe we used to do that. We and we would go into that, a school, into a school, hammered. I remember the same night when you're talking about when the cops showed up at Eddie's house. I was hiding in the that bathroom shower, like next to the kitchen, uh, on the main floor. <laughs> the black with the black is black. That had the black yeah. is black. Yeah, exactly. always black is black. Yeah, and I, TJ came and ran in there and got in there with me, and I could hear the cops outside the door, and I convinced them to put soap in his mouth so that they wouldn't be able to smell the alcohol on him. And then they pulled us all out and they put us in the garage. We uh, we sent the bad guys and they dropped all this beer off. And I remember Stokes went missing for like an hour and a half in the woods. <laughs> that was, that was a, that was a good. I'm like, what's this guy? She sure having fun. The, 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 bat, the, 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 the hellions, they dropped the beer off here. Yeah. And they left. They left. <laughs> so we, t- we told them that. We're still having a good time. Yeah. And, and your mom came out, and that cop ran out, and he just grabbed those other two cops and said, guys, we gotta go. <laughs> and your mom was like, clean up. <laughs> and then she walked inside, and I'm pretty sure it was Darnell was like, I'm gonna see your mom that her hair on. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, fellas, hey, oh, I appreciate man. you guys uh, um, coming on to record and again it's always good catching on up and yeah love if you get to do this again oh this is awesome thanks eddie 
right. Thanks again, Frank. Thanks, Thanks, Malcolm. Thank you. Good to see you, Malcolm. Thanks. Yeah, good to see you guys. There it is.